Welcome back in afternoon news service here on WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. Just after 4.30, championship weekend is upon us. We've already had some championships decided, but the full breadth of championship weekend is beyond us. One of our local teams playing for a championship this weekend, U32 Girls Lacrosse in the D2 Girls Lacrosse Finals. They'll take on Woodstock coming up on Saturday. That's tomorrow, noontime at Norwich University. Joining us now, head coach of the Raiders, Emily Connor. Emily, how are you? Good, thanks. Thanks well, for I having me. Of course, I appreciate you being with us. Congratulations to you and your team here. Uh, tell us a little bit about your team as we get ready for championship Saturday. Thanks. Yeah, we have uh, a solid, definitely the, the best team I've had in my like 12 years coaching at U32. Uh, really well-rounded. We have um, a bunch of different scorers. We have seven players with over 20 points this year. Um, and an excellent goalie, a defense that has made excellent gains this year. So we're a really well-rounded team um, where we fight hard and uh, we've had a great win streak. Um, we, you know, had a few losses early in the season, but um, have, I think we're on a 12 game win streak now. So. You know, it's interesting. You talk about it being well-rounded and, and I certainly don't doubt that, but what's interesting in my experience is that, lacrosse specifically girls lacrosse is one of the sports where you really can sometimes get away with being one player dominant right you can have a great basketball player you can have a great baseball player you can have a great football player but they can't necessarily win you a game i have seen plenty of stat sheets this year where there's been a girls lacrosse player who has six goals and solely carries the team how do you make it so your team is well-rounded and is not one player dependent yeah, that's it's always a goal of mine to be well-rounded. In my opinion, the teams that are one-star teams are not the ones that win championships. Uh, <laughs> we've had teams like that before where there's been one star, and the problem is that's hard to stop, or it's really easy to stop. Um, you can face guard a player and shut them down and hold them to almost nothing. So if your defense is set up for it, it's pretty easy to stop a one-star team. Um, sometimes even a two-star team. So it's always my goal is to create a team with that, that is more well-rounded. Um, you know, we definitely have a few sort of stars on the team, and but when we've played teams that have tried to shut them down, um, lots of other players step up. So, you know, creating an environment where everybody's participating, everyone's contributing, I think um, helps create that culture with the well-rounded. You know, this is an interesting title game, an interesting bracket here in D2 because top-seeded Hartford lost. They had been unbeaten this year. I know the coach speak answer to this question is, oh, we respect everybody. We take everybody seriously. We we don't look past anybody. But I also know the reality of the situation is that you're coaching 15 through 18-year-olds. How do you make sure that they are locked in and not thinking like, hey, the number one seed's out of the way. Now we've kind of got it on easy street here. How do you combat that attitude? Yeah, that is difficult. I think, you know, head game and headspace is everything um, in this sport, in most sports, and especially when you're coaching high school girls. Um, and so we've worked really hard on the, the head game, especially coming into playoffs this season. Um, we were actually really gunning for another crack at Hartford. They beat us by two earlier in the season when we weren't really ready for them. We also were missing three starters that game. So um, we were really sort of hoping for payback and revenge. Um, but, you know, we're instead going to see Woodstock, which 
we are absolutely not looking past. Um, they have an extremely hard schedule. They play a lot of very good D1 teams throughout their throughout the season. Um, so if anything, I think our girls maybe even have, you know, obviously they're excited that the undefeated team got knocked out. Um, that I think, you know, when, a, when you're thinking about head game, that gives us some confidence. Um, it's always hard to knock off the undefeated team. But um you know, you could look at this game and say we're the underdog, or you know, say they're the underdog. Woodstock's the underdog now, but um, you know, they've had a much stronger schedule than us. Um, they have battled from behind the last two playoff games, so they have a lot of experience being down and battling. Um, we haven't seen them this year, so yeah. we're watching some film and we're trying to put together a good game plan. But um, you know, we had the whole team watch watch the semifinal game. And so I think they kind of know what to expect a little bit, hopefully. Um, but they're, we're certainly not looking past them. We're doing our best to p- prepare. You know, it's interesting. And, and I am lacrosse ignorant, right? Like I'm a baseball, basketball, football guy. So I'm used to a world where, okay, we call a play and people go here and there's X, Y, and Z and everything's easy to diagram. I ask the same question of hockey coaches as I learn about that sport. You talk about building a game plan. Lacrosse is so, it feels so kind of organized chaos. Like how much of the game is scripted in terms of kind of play calling versus just kind of using your general athleticism and reading and reacting in the moment? Uh, I think there's a lot more preparation and and specific play than you'd expect, um, especially with like a defensive style. So what our plan is going to be on defense, how much pressure are we going to put on them versus how much collapsing and sort of letting them, you know, being ready uh, to crash. Um, if we're going to mark out specific players, face guarding, um, you know, how much pressure we're going to put on their bigger players. So um, and in matching up on defense is really important. Um, and then, you know, we do tend to go into every game with the same plan for midfield play, uh, for transitions, for the draw controls, which are super important. But then in attack, we'll have a different game plan depending on what defense we're, we think we're going to see. So you're going to play a different defense if you're facing a zone versus a man-to-man defense. Um, depending on the team you're playing and what their strengths are, you're going to do different things on attack, um, target different players. So, uh, yeah, I think preparation game plan go, go into it quite a bit. How about the the turf at Norwich? I'm sure you've played games on turf this year. I'm also sure not. I'm also pretty positive not every game you've played this year is on turf. How does playing on turf change things for your team? Certainly faster ground balls are going to go, you know, further, quicker, et cetera. Absolutely. Um, we've actually been extremely lucky to play on the Norwich turf many times this year already, oh. um, which we've never done before. Hmm. So we were able to get a preseason scrimmage, um, a series of short games on the turf. And then um, there was one week where our field just weren't ready. And Derek, our athletic director, was great and was able to secure the turf for us to have a few home games. So we've actually been really lucky and seen the turf um, quite a few times. But it does change the game. Um, it's much faster ball moves faster so if you're not used to it it can be hard to predict um and the like bounce shots when you're shooting uh bounce shots are much more predictable um and can be faster so you tend to run faster there's a lot less unpredictability in the ground so um it changes the game quite a bit 
but uh, I think, you know, our girls are pretty fired up that it's at Norwich. We, it feels a little bit like a home field for us. Um, it's nearby. We know, we know the field. So, um, you know, I think our familiarity with it will be a benefit. Emily, I'll get you out of here on this. I talked a lot about this yesterday. I talked about this on my sports show. This is not a story out of Vermont, so you can have an opinion on it or not if you don't want to, but I'm more just telling you, I think, because it's interesting and it's been in my head for 24 hours. So at my high school in New York, uh, it came out the other day that the seven seniors on the softball team are skipping out on state championship weekend because they want to go to the senior prom instead. And... I find that that's not the decision I would make. Again, you don't have to have an opinion on it if you don't want to open that can of, can of worms. But I'm just telling everybody involved in sports about this story because I find it so fascinating. Wow, that's shocking. Yeah, um, you know, I've got a story about similar to that. You know, it, it's tricky because the championship weekend always falls on a weekend when you've got lots of senior stuff happening. There's senior trips, there's uh, graduations, there's senior parties, um, senior skip days where the kids in mm -hmm. our school can't go to practice if they skip school. So it's always a challenge. And I always tell my girls, you know, back in 2014, I had a big senior class who wanted to win the championship more than anything else. They skipped their senior trip that year. They skipped, mm -hmm. you know, they didn't do the senior skip day. They, they, went through graduation practice and graduation really fast so they could make it to practice. They cared more about winning the championship than anything else. And we won that year. You know, as you can imagine, the drive was there. I've had other years where the seniors were more interested in um, participating in the senior events, which you can't really blame them for. You know, everyone's going to have a different opinion and a different focus. Um, and so it depends on the group of kids you have and I think the leadership that you have and what their, you know, what their goal is. So um, and that year that we didn't have the as committed seniors and we didn't win. So um, I think leadership at the top uh, matters, matters a lot. And, um, you know, it can take one or two leaders to really drive, you know, how much do we want this? How much are we willing to work for this? And what are we willing to sacrifice? 24 hours later, it's still in my head. So maybe if it wasn't my alma mater, it wouldn't be. But because it is, it's in, it's on my mind. Emily Connor looking to bring up another state championship coming up tomorrow. U32 girls lacrosse against Woodstock noon on the turf at Norwich. Emily, best of luck to you and the Raiders. And uh, we'll catch up down the road. Thank you. I appreciate it.